0: As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away, but unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades, and it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download, and all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com, just download it, start, start implementing it and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dads mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartome, and this is the Warrior Dads Podcast hey guys thanks for tuning into another episode of the warrior dad's podcast today i have the privilege of speaking with michael ashford from fitdadfitness.com uh, we are going to be getting into the concept which i really really love and i think you guys will enjoy as well the concept of growing your own tomatoes and he'll get into uh he'll get into exactly what that is and then we're also going to be talking about um, you know, dads finding the time to actually take care of themselves uh, instead of, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to leave that for him to say instead of blank, but I love, I love the blank. All right. So Michael Ashford is a NASA certified personal trainer and the owner of FitDadFitness.com, whose mission is all about encouraging fathers to live an active, involved, healthy life with their children. Michael wants to pass his love of fitness and health onto his kids and be healthy himself so he can live a long, fulfilling life as he grows older. He wants to give other fathers ideas for how to remain fit and active themselves and use that lifestyle to stay involved in their kids' lives instead of checking out as he sees so many fathers doing. Michael, thanks so much for hopping on today.
1: Absolutely, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Michael, just give everybody uh, a brief background about who you are, what your history is, and a little bit about uh, Fit Dad Fitness and your journey.
1: Absolutely. Um, Really, I guess, first and foremost, I am a husband and father. Uh, My wife and I just celebrated our 11th anniversary just last month. And actually this month, I should say, it's not quite September.
0: Nice. Congratulations. (laughs) uh,
1: Yeah, thank you much. Uh, Father to two amazing, beautiful, wonderful, light of my life children, a boy and a girl. Uh, My son Luke is eight and my daughter Alexandra is five. And yeah, started um, my fitness journey back in 2012 when I, just at the time it was me, my wife and our young son, my daughter wasn't born yet, but I took them on a business trip with me to Ocean City, Maryland. And... We were out on the beach one day after I was done with work that day. And my wife took a picture of me holding my son's hand on the beach and I saw the photo and I, I can only describe it as something within me snapped. I, I saw the picture of me holding my son's hand. I saw myself and I said, not only do I not like the way that I look, but that picture just kind of describes that I don't like the way that I feel. I, I know that I'm not taking care of myself in the way that I should for my family. And here I am in this picture holding my son's hand, and I want to be there for him and my future children for as long as I possibly can affect. And right now, what I'm seeing in this picture doesn't tell me that I'm living a life set up and designed to do that. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we got back from that business trip, I joined a gym. I started going to the gym five, six days a week. I mean, I, I was balls to the wall, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just, I set about transforming not just myself physically and, and aesthetically, but from a, from a complete and total fitness and health standpoint, changed my nutrition, changed uh, you know, my activity level, changed my uh, hobbies and my daily habits to focus on taking care of myself So that i could be there for my family and and in as in as many different ways as i could affect and then in 2015 i said you know what i've seen such amazing benefits from this and i'm so passionate about fathers being involved in their children's lives and we can get into the reason why but um I said, you know what, I wanna start something to help other fathers realize and understand that this is possible for them too, to get them to the realization that I came to when I saw that picture of myself. So that's where we are today. We're three years into it and uh, I'm loving it, man. It's, it's good. I, I've got the Fit Dad Fitness Podcast going. And uh, yeah, it's, just, uh, it's amazing connecting with all the like-minded dads uh, such as yourself and, and many others and just hopefully making a difference in getting dads to be more active and involved with their kids.
0: That's awesome. And you know, it's funny, because to give people that are listening a little bit of context, you know, I reached out to you actually, after I watched a couple of your Instagram lives, and I actually hadn't even checked out your website until after, you know, you, you know, because I just, I basically just DM'd you right on Instagram, yeah. right? I sent you a message right on Instagram <laughs> and you said yes. And then I started looking into your history and I saw that picture that you're talking about on your website. And it's so funny that a picture changed your life because it's exactly what changed my life. Only I wasn't a father yet at that point. And yeah. you were tired of being the skinny guy and I was tired of being the the overweight strong guy where Mm -hmm. not like not like i was a strong man or competing or anything like that but i was strong and i was working out five six days a week so it wasn't for a lack of effort i mean i was trying to do the things i needed to do but it was just i was doing it the completely wrong way and i saw this picture of myself standing on the edge of this cliff in malibu with my wife and we were only dating at the time and that is the picture that changed my life so it's so interesting that a picture changed your life because it's exactly what happened to me but you, we did it for completely different reasons, right? But now we're, you know, kind of on the, you know, we're on the same path now for the for the same reasons. But initially, it was it was very different. So, um, yeah, I, I, think, I just I, think I always it's... feel for that because you know when I know the emotion that I had, kind yeah. of like at that visceral level when I looked at that picture and just disgust, and I was like, oh, this is this is not going to be who <laughs> I am or what I'm going to look like.
1: I, for I, I've come across so many guys who have the same the same story. They saw a picture of themselves, and for whatever reason, something finally broke in them. And I, you know, guys are are very visual uh, beings. We we rely on our senses and and visual or the or visual stimulation or seeing something really resonates for guys. And it, it I just uh, our stories are not. Um, obviously dissimilar and and they they absolutely there's a ton of guys who have the same experience where they see a picture and they say something's got to change yeah
0: right it's it's so crazy i'm sure people have you know, a different situation where something actually happens, right? I mean, we're, nothing's actually happening to us <laughs> except yeah, us right. just looking at a picture. It's not like we're, yeah. you know, we're falling over or we, we can't get up a, a flight of steps and we're huffing and puffing. And I'm sure that is a trigger for some people or the the determining factor of change and transformation. But yeah, just looking at a picture, I mean, it can be so powerful. So um, for sure, man. So that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And so yeah, I, I want to dive right into this concept that I heard you talking about. Uh, again, on your Instagram live. And it was a beautiful story that you shared um, about your grandfather and the concept of growing your own tomatoes. So I want you to share that with everybody. And because I I think this is really, really powerful. Uh, This is definitely something people can put in their pipe and smoke for a long time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, let me first describe my who my grandfather um, was you know, he he is and will remain, I believe, for the rest of my life, the most uh, influential man I've ever met, the the greatest man that I have ever met. Uh, this is my my grandfather on my mom's side. Um, you know, he was a World War Two veteran. He fought in the, the Battle of the Bulge. Um, he wow. was he, he started his own uh, business when he got back. He raised his family. He was faithful to my grandmother for 60 plus years and just valued things like hard work and education and doing the right thing and being a trustworthy stand-up guy. And um, I, I learned so much from him growing up. And, you know, so the concept of Grow Your Own Tomatoes kind of stems from, you know, when I was young, a young boy, probably eight, eight years old, about the age of my son right now, uh, my grandfather was an amazing gardener. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, he could grow anything and everything. And his garden was just huge. I mean, corn, tomatoes, peppers, strawberries, just anything. And one day I was out in his garden with him because he was showing me around and showing me everything that he had grown that summer. It was, it was during the summer. And uh, we got to the rows and rows of tomato plants. And I'm talking tomatoes that you could fit in. They were basically the size of a softball and just red as all get out and nice. we're walking up and down the rows and you know, he kind of stops and he looks out over the rest of his garden and he turns to me and he says, Hey, you know, Michael, a tomato given to you will never taste as one that you grow yourself. And you know, me being an eight year old kid who didn't really like vegetables at the time, <laughs> I said, you know, grandpa, I think they're all gross. And, you know, he just laughed and, and we kind of went about our way. And eventually my grandmother pulled us into the house to have lunch because it was ready and I never thought a thing about it. Never. He never said anything else beyond that. Mm-hmm. And
0: even I as did you got not, older, even as you got older, he did elaborate on everything. Nope. Okay.
1: I never, I never, I, and I forgot about it. I forgot about that interaction. It was so, such a minuscule point in time in my life mm-hmm. um, at, at that time no, he never said another word. And it wasn't until just a couple years ago, uh, that I was driving to his funeral, where those words and I was by myself, just thinking about memories, uh, as you do when you're (laughs) uh, when you're faced with the the death of a loved one. And um, his words just smacked me across the face. And I thought, Oh, my gosh, he wasn't, he wasn't even talking to me about Gardening or growing tomatoes. He was talking to me about the value of hard work and um, And I get I get a little bit choked up every time I tell this story Um, His his he was in his own way telling me About how important it was to put in the time and the effort and make the commitment and do the hard thing that that will always produce and yield better more positive positive results for you in your life than something than taking a shortcut than having something handed to you Mm -hmm. and so this concept of grow your own tomatoes is exactly that a tomato that is given to you something that you take a shortcut or somebody gives you an easy way out will never produce the sweetness the taste the the confidence that you get when you do the hard work yourself when you grow that tomato yourself
0: wow it's so amazing that you you know like you said, you forgot it. And I, I don't think you mentioned that in the, you know, in, in your story when I first heard this is that I didn't realize that you had actually forgot it, you know, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a powerful thing to learn from people who have that wisdom, you know? I mean, when we're kids, you know, we want to play, but, you know, it's so great that you got this chance to spend time with, you know, your grandfather all the way up until then. I didn't really know. Um. My grandfather's very well. Um, you know, my my, my mom's mom uh, remarried and I knew him for, you know, probably f- the first five, five, six years of my life, you know, but I have scattered memories yeah. throughout. Uh, my mom's actual dad um, had a stroke and he wasn't, you know, he couldn't talk. Um, so, and I saw him, you know, during holidays and things like that. And then my dad's dad passed away when he was, um, you know, a teenager. So I never mm-hmm. got a chance to meet him. So that's, that's so awesome that you were able to get that. And you said he just passed away a few years ago.
1: Yeah. 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 And, uh, I, I, I mean, he lived to be 90, almost 91 years old wow. and both of my grandfathers and, and both were great and incredible men. Uh, And I I was truly blessed to live so much of my life into my thirties with both of my grandfathers. Absolutely. And, And you're, you're so right. Like the wisdom of the wisdom of people who have that much experience and have seen that much life you cannot discount it when they speak to you, when they tell you something, when they try to share that wisdom in their own special way. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what my grandfather was trying to do at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's are this like the benefits that you get from books, right? If it takes someone five, 10 years Absolutely. of their life experience to write a book, but you know, you can spend time with somebody who'll never write a book, but they have all this experience and you can learn so much. So you just never know where, where you're going to learn something. And then for you, Years and years and years later, it just slaps you across the face, and it was inspiring enough for you to write a book about it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did. You know, after that that moment had passed, and I really got into the the Fit Dad Fitness stuff. I said, you know, I think this story is powerful enough um, that if people can kind of get past the uh, maybe cheesiness or cornball of of the the motto "Grow Your Own Tomatoes." I think there is absolutely something there that people can hang on to or, like you said, put it in their pipe and smoke it for a long time. <laughs> because, you know, there, there is a – look, the, my biggest problem with society today is that we too often seek out comfort. We seek out a way to make our life easier. And I'm not bemoaning technology. I mean, technology is allowing you and I to talk right now. And and have a podcast and you know make these connections. I, I love the fact that I can order something off of Amazon and get it you know two days later on my doorstep. Mm-hmm. I love technology, but over the last seventy years, you know, since my grandfathers went to war and you know came home and started families and start and and started their jobs, built their businesses, we have replaced hard work with comfort, and there's been nothing that we've done to replace the physical, especially the physical exertion of of life 70 years ago and what that was like, we have sought comfort over everything else. We've been told that get yours, do you, become comfortable, do what you need to do to become comfortable in your life, and then you'll be happy. And I truly and 100% believe that it's actually the exact opposite. Go through struggle to earn something go through hard times to come out stronger on the backside of it. And that will give you confidence. That will give you this feeling of knowing that you accomplished something that, again, wasn't handed to you. You grew it yourself. It manifested because of the effort that you poured into it. Mm -hmm. We just too often seek comfort, man, and whether it is physical fitness, whether it is um, you know, how you interact with your family, whether it's at your job, whether it's through your faith, I mean, just every aspect of life, it is all about putting in the time required to grow your own tomatoes.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I feel like with that, you know, you, 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 make a great point. And I feel like with that, some people get to the point where, you know, like, I, cause I see it now with my son and the idea of being an adult with to him is like, oh, once I get to here, I'm good. And I tell him all the time, you are never done learning, growing as a person, done anything. Like, you know, you're never, ever done. And I think that people don't realize that. I feel like they get to a point and they think, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. And we never continue to work on ourselves. So, you know, the the focus of when we're kids into high school, into college is school, 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 you know, it's history, it's math, it's English, it's this and this and this. Right. And those are the skills that we need. But then what happens to self-awareness? Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. you know, because then it's just, okay, what did we learn in school? How are we applying that to our job? Then we go home, we be a family person or hopefully be a family person, like a family man. But some people aren't. Right. They're not involved. They're not active whatever the case is and they're never working on themselves they might read a book here and there but i think so many people especially as a coach and coaching people for going on nine years now self-awareness is such a huge huge key aspect to everybody and if we think though if we're mentally checked out thinking we don't have anything to work on then no wonder that we're not working on it or people that aren't working on it
1: I, I I could not agree with you more, man. I mean, it's – and and to to expand upon your point in talking to your son about it, you know, one of the ways that we as fathers, I think, can combat maybe that mentality of, well, grownups have it all put together or, or I once I get done with school, then I can stop learning is we as fathers can admit our mistakes and our vulnerabilities and be open and honest and truthful with our children. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, man, like I lost my job and I put that on me like there, you know, we can get into it. I mean, there was a situation at work where, you know, two companies merged and I got the short end of the stick. Like you've got two different VPs of marketing. One of them's going to get shown the door Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, but I put that on me and I talked to my kids about that and that was a hard time. Like it took me several months to find a job again and rather than shelter or hide my kids from that situation i talk to them about it like look i'm i'm struggling to find a new job right now that's why we can't go uh you know back home to kansas city for you know this this trip that you want to go on or this is why we can't buy this toy you know this this time at the store it's uh, we don't give our kids i think enough credit for not only understanding or being able to process what we're going through but then we try and shelter them from these things like it's a bad thing when in reality it helps drive to your point self-awareness not only in yourself but them and getting and helping them understand what happens as you go o- grow older what are you faced with what are the challenges that might come up that you need to be able to deal with
0: totally totally i mean you know it's it's just that concept that you just shared it can be applied in anything so if we want our kids to be truthful right um yeah we have to be truthful with them right they have to know that we're honest with them and they can't doubt our honesty because 100%. if they doubt our honesty then you know what's what's their gonna what's their response gonna be so yeah i totally agree with you you know hundred percent man and um <laughs> you know i hope that I hope that opens up people's eyes a little bit and really gets them to, to think about, well, a couple things because we just went over a lot there. But, you know, you know, you never know who you're going to learn from. Right. And it doesn't matter what age. And I guess the, the case could be made is really you never forgot that because I was thinking to myself as you're yeah. talking about this, I'm thinking of the timeline you just shared. And you saw this picture back in 2012, but you didn't have the idea or the memory of your of your grandfather telling you about the tomatoes until after your transformation, or at least your hard work working up to that. And if anybody goes on your website, fitdadfitness.com, you could see the before and after picture of you standing on that beach to you now, where it looked like you were in the gym. I mean, that's a huge transformation, man. I mean, you just look at the size of your arms, or your shoulders. I mean, just pick a body part and look at it. It's like, holy shit, you know? So, I mean, you were I I guess, like I said, the case can be made is you never really forgot what your grandfather told you was probably just pushed down into your subconscious somewhere, but you took that idea of growing your own tomatoes and you already applied it before you even realized you applied it in your own life in making that transformation in yourself.
1: It's, it's so true, man. And to expand upon that, it wasn't just because, you know, he could have, he could have told me that every time he saw me for the rest of, rest of his life but it was how he as a man modeled that behavior to me Mm -hmm. and how i you know kids children perceive that they understand that they see the work that you do as a father they see the effort where you place your priorities as a dad as a husband as a as a professional they they sense it they see it and they model that behavior so while you know in in exact terms, my grandfather never said those words to me again. He absolutely reinforced that mentality every single time I saw him, whether it was me going into his shop with him and seeing him, you know, build a uh, cupboard from his bare hands and just a few tools um, out of, out of a solid piece of wood, or, you know, whether it was him encouraging me to get good grades in school and, uh, you know, congratulating me when I did get good grades and making me feel like a king whenever that happened, like he reinforced that time and time again, not only through words, but through his actions, his unspoken actions.
0: Hmm. Awesome, yeah. All right, so now I want you to fill in that blank <laughs> that everybody's probably, uh, you know, really dying to hear. Um, so. Dads finding the time to take care of themselves instead of blank.
1: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's 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 instead of having that noble cause, quote unquote, um, instead of making the excuse. And what I mean by that—that that quote um,
0: unquote—is really important, by the way. That those yeah. air quotes—I'm I'm using them right now as I'm saying, as I'm doing this—is like noble cause because you can think yeah. that you're doing something for a good reason, but it's really complete BS. It, it's,
1: it's an excuse. It's a way out of what we just talked about. It's a way out of hard work. It's a way of, um, of settling for comfort over doing the next hard thing. And yeah, absolutely. Noble noble causes in quotes. And what I mean by this is I, I talk to guys all the time. I'm sure you do as well who their number one excuse for why they don't take care of themselves from a health and fitness standpoint is, well, I don't have the time to do that because I'm so busy providing for my family, taking care of my family, spending time with my family. And on the surface, absolutely, that seems like the noble thing to do. That th- that's, that sounds like the thing that you as a father should do. And, and why would you ever argue with that, right? I mean, that sounds... Yeah. Go spend time with your family. Absolutely. That's what a good dad does.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. The, then the person that they're telling that to has empathy for them, right? If, yeah. If, well, certain people would have empathy for him. You and I would call bullshit, but. I don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but it's such a paradox, right? And I know yeah. you're going to fill in that blank, but w- what's the paradox with that?
1: The paradox is you can't fill up a vessel from an empty cup. And what I mean by that is. You can't expect to be able to take care of your family for as long as you possibly can affect in as healthy and active a way and, and as strong physically as a way if you don't first work on yourself. And you know, I was I just interviewed Sal Stefano from the Mind Pump podcast um, just uh-huh. a couple days ago. He, he put it in the best example that I've ever heard. When you're flying on an airplane and they're going through the safety instructions and they get to the part where they talk about the oxygen mask, what is the first thing that they tell you? Mm-hmm. They say, before you pay attention to anybody else who needs help, before you put the mask on your children, put it on yourself first. You are no good to your child if you pass out in that situation. You can't right. help them. And the same is absolutely true in – terms of your health and fitness. Over, you may be fine right now. You may feel fine. You're, you're, you may be a young dad and, and everything's good and you're a young professional and you're, you're working hard. You're spending time with your newborn kid or your toddler. You may feel fine now. It's, this, it's added up over and over and compounded over many years. And what happens is you start to slow down you start to get nagging injuries you start to get chronic diseases that are entirely preventable and you be, that begins to pull you and take you away from those moments in your life that otherwise you could have spent being active being involved with your kids from you know just in their lives and so i i going back to the can't fill a vessel from an empty cup what happens is as you make those sacrifices over and over and over again early in your life and let them go on and into the as you age and and go deeper into fatherhood, your cup starts to get holes poked into it. So anytime you try and fill it up, it drains before you can even you can even get it to the brim. And so, yeah, man, the, the whole idea there is you've got to work on yourself first. Self care is so critically important to fathers, because. I like, otherwise, why did you become a father? You have to ask yourself that. Why did you and your wife opt to bring a, a child, another life into this world? Was it so that they can watch you, watch another episode of Game of Thrones or play another, uh, you know, another game of Fortnite? Like, I don't even understand it because I don't play that stuff. <laughs> so I don't even know <laughs> I keep if hearing I'm hearing making Fortnite any sense. I
0: have no idea. I do is. too. Not a clue, man. I haven't seen it. We actually did just get the new, um the new nes though the nes classic mini oh uh, i did see that on your stories oh <laughs> you did yeah 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 so we, we just got it we last night was the second night we played it for like 15 minutes the first night 15 minutes the other night and it's just yeah it's kind of cool to take take me back and then my wife back and then jimmy yeah. my, my son's name is jimmy he's just kind of like wow this is so cool and it's just the worst <laughs> graphics in the world you know what i mean it's not as bad as guitar, of course but, but it's yeah. so cool to uh to play those but yeah i mean You know, I think I think the other thing to expand on what you just said is that, you know, take that one step further and actually kind of define what a dad does and what is the role of a dad. And at least at least for me, too, I I always and and this is much me because I've always been this way. It's just kind of the cloth that I was cut from. I've always been a protector. I've always been a protector of my friends, my sister. I'm a big brother. Uh, My sister's four and a half years younger than me. And just but even my friends, always my sister, my, my family, like I remember being five years old, running around on the playground, and I'm worried about where my mom is, and if she's walking too close to the kids on the yeah. swings because they're swinging up. And, you know, I grew up in the city, so they're just like going up and back and actually just <laughs> still talking about it gives me knots in my stomach where I'm just like, oh my gosh, if she walks too close, she's gonna get kicked, she's gonna get knocked over. And I'm just so worried about her. And here I'm five years old, I'm supposed to be just playing, having a good time, not a care in the world. And I'm worried about my mom at five years old. And so <laughs> I've always had this protective mindset. So when now that I'm a dad, I, I feel like it's even, it's even higher
1: you know, because
0: you know, that thing that happens when you're a dad and it just clicks. And I, I'm fortunate to to have one son and, and you know, you have two children, which is even more of a blessing. Uh, But you know, I have a wife and a son, and it might be because there's more information out there. There's more, you know, access or exposure to it, but the world's not getting any safer, you know? And I just see, a need for guys to be that protector. And if you take care of yourself, you at least have a fighting chance if you ever needed to do something or you ever needed to. And it, and it doesn't even have to be because this world isn't safe. Like God forbid, you know, the, the house catches on fire or you're in a situation and you need to help your wife and your children get out of a particular situation. You know, are you yeah. physically fit? Do you feel confident enough that you could do that? You know, if, if you had to put your wife on one shoulder and your kids on another, you know, could could, yeah. could you help somebody, you know, and yeah. I kind of take it there myself. But like I said, it's just that's just me. And I know other people aren't going to have that scenario um, or that thought process. But I just feel like when you're a dad, you're the protector, you know, with, well, whether you can let, pick up your wife it... and kids or not, you're still a protector yeah. of the family. So I think you have to look at the role of what a, what a dad is, too.
1: Uh, For sure. And and let's look at it and maybe not quite so um, harrowing of the circumstance where the house is on fire. Look at it like you're trying to teach your kid how to ride a bike. Do you get winded just keeping up with your son or your daughter as they're trying to to, so you can protect them from falling over as they're learning this new skill. Mm-hmm. What about, what about if you need to, all of a sudden, uh, what if you hear your child scream from upstairs and you need to run up the steps? Are you winded? Can you, are, do you have a bad knee and you, you're physically not capable of getting there fast enough? Mm-hmm. Like these are, these are the things that, that fall into, yes, absolutely being a protector. and And it's not always the, the immediate danger, but it's, our role as fathers is to be involved in our children's lives, and that is in any, every way, shape, or, and form. That is as a protector, as you, as you and I have just discussed. That is to be to set the example for our daughters of what a, a good, trustworthy, honest, faithful man looks like, and to set the examples for our son of what of the same thing and how you know he treats his future wife, his future partner, his future spouse. Like, it's the things we we are there to be involved and in, to set that example for them in, in every facet. And it is made exponentially easier, man, when you are coming at it from a place of health and fitness because you are able to do more physically. Mentally, you are sharper, you're clearer. Your priorities are more in line with... Just living a healthier, more long long life with your kids and mm-hmm. being able to be that influence with your kids for as long as you possibly can affect. I mean, the studies are absolutely clear what happens when a child grows up without a father or loses their father at a young age, or physically or emotionally. You know, if the father's checked out or if the father's in prison, like the differences are no there is very little difference. Kids are more apt to be depressed or have anxiety. They're more apt to wind up in juvenile detention. They're more apt to uh, be overweight or obese. I mean, a a father's presence, an involved father's presence in their children's lives is is one of the greatest indicators of whether or not a child will be successful as an adult.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. So we talk about this idea of finding the time or making the time to take care of themselves. What's a couple tips that you have for, you know, th- the guys out there that are like, all right, well, great. You know, you yeah. say, you say we could take, you know, we find, we need to find the time. We know we need to find the time and we have a better reason of why we need to do it. But then what's a practical thing that they can do to implement?
1: Yeah. Um, the first thing I always caution people is, is when I tell my story is you don't have to do what I did. Like I, like I, like I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, like I got home, I joined a gym and I immediately started going for five, six days a week, hour, hour and a half at a time. Like I went, like I said, I went balls to the wall, man, mm-hmm. with this, yeah. that you don't have to do that to make a difference in your own health and fitness for one it's as simple as just start moving. If you are we, have, we are, we live in an incredibly sedentary society, man. We sit at our desks all day. We, um, we drive in our cars sometimes for hours on end just to get to and from work. Uh, we sit on the couch and watch TV. So the first thing I tell people is just start moving, whether it's, you know, on your hour long lunch break at work, you eat your lunch for 30 minutes and then you go on a 30 minute walk or a 15 minute walk. Uh, first thing when you get up in the morning, no matter when you get up, maybe do 10 body white squats and 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups. Um, you you just start moving your body in some way. Maybe it's after dinner. Instead of you know uh, sitting down to watch another episode of whatever sitcoms on, you say, hey, family, let's go for a walk and take 15 minutes to walk around the block. Like Just start moving, and that will build upon itself. You'll be amazed at how much... Uh, how much better you feel by just moving your body more now in terms of getting, uh, you know, what a workout looks like first and foremost, I'm always going to recommend. There is no better way to get in shape, to be healthier, to be fitter than resistance training, than weightlifting, Uh, the effects that it has on increasing your metabolism so that you burn more calories throughout the day. And you raise the amount of calories that your body burns so that you can eat more food um is i mean it's 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 fact it's science it's there and how would you throw
0: body weight exercise into the resistance training even though you know because you're still using your own body weight
1: i think you can get there with a lot of different moves there are there are certain, you're going to reach a plateau pretty quickly with body weight exercises but if you are if you are very sedentary as i, I know a lot of guys are start there and you will get results you absolutely will uh, as you progress and as it becomes more of a habit and your lifestyle, moving to weight training and resistance training is, is absolutely the way to go. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't, you don't have to go kill yourself in the gym. If you just go two days a week and get in a 45-minute to an hour-long session, you know, you're taking up at a max two hours out of your week. Again, you can see incredible results just through that. You have to be smart about what you're doing in your time in the gym um, and, and how you are hitting the various parts of your body. Um, there's a lot of bro science out there that you kind of got to <laughs> ignore and, and cut through the cut through the, the bullshit that's out there. But um, you don't have to kill yourself to get in to get yourself to a place where you are physically fit. You feel better. You look stronger. You are stronger. Uh, and that's that's really all that a lot of guys want and need. You don't have to look like you're getting ready to step on a, a bodybuilding stage to be a, a fit dad. Right,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, the idea of, you know, having to have like 6% body fat or something like that, it, 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 it's not even that practical, you know, I no. feel like, you know, in, in just an everyday man, you know, and also I actually know people personally that have gotten that low and, and even uh, women that have done shows Physique, physique competitions not gotten down to six but she, i think she was down to like around 13 or 14 or something like that and just low for a woman very low for a woman and yeah. she had chronic headaches all the time she was um, her energy levels were completely shot because of all the things that she was doing to keep her water you know the water weight down taking water yeah. pills dehydrating herself two days before the show um and then trying to stay as lean as possible I mean, she was in bed bad shape and she actually admits she's like i will never ever go back to that um so you know it just depends on some of the things you're doing to get yourself there because it's not all just about aesthetics you know you can definitely look good and function good without having to be six percent but you know I, i i attribute a lot of that to you know what we're seeing on instagram and i like people like gary v who are out there saying you know don't post your perfect picture on instagram you know yeah show some realness to it. You know, take a picture of yourself without your makeup on or on your off days when you wake up and you're bloated, throw that shit up on Instagram and don't make it seem like it's this glamor, you know, uh, whatever pony show, you know know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that.
1: And you know, the other, the other huge piece of it too, man, is just, I tell people all the time because nutrition seems to be the thing that gets people hung up the most because Mm -hmm. there's so much information out there is just eat real food like stop eating crap from a box stop eating crap from a can or stuff stuff that you can pop in a microwave and have a dinner ready in five minutes like eat (sighs) real food eat food that is as close to its natural state as possible and it really can be as simple as that the other thing that i tell dads all the time is learn to cook man like if you're if you're not the primary cook in your house, I happen to be, I love cooking, it's meditative for me, I love it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if your wife is the cook, do her a favor, learn to cook and cook a couple times a week. Like why can we follow the the instructions to put together a dress a set of dresser drawers or our crib for our kids? But we don't think we can follow a recipe and learn how to cook, <laughs> right? Well, I
0: laugh because I am the primary cook in the house. You know, like I yeah, I'm blessed to work from home. My wife goes out to a job every single day. I yeah, you know, I uh, I cook and make sure dinner's ready for her when she gets home. You know, but I've been doing it since I was 13. You know, Italian raised family and I've always been in the kitchen (laughs) with my mom and I just kept growing and growing. And, you know, there's so much information about everything. Like you mentioned nutrition, there's so much information about recipes and cooking and how to do this. And they make it so incredibly simple that it's not hard. You know I mean? It's not people I think get caught up in the the science of it and it's really an art form too. You know, so it's like, I'm not sitting there looking at recipes all the time either. If I need inspiration from a recipe uh, you know, I'll just, dude, I just go on Google. I don't even have a go-to website that I use. I tell if I have like random ingredients in my refrigerator for some reason, and I don't know what to do with them. I'll just type in those ingredients and hit enter and there will definitely, and I'll put the word recipe in there somewhere and it'll definitely yeah. be a ton of stuff for me. So I like <laughs> we'll what find you said something. about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you mentioned microwave. I mean, we don't even have a microwave in here. We had this, you we, know, we built our house, um, a number of years ago and we're talking to the builder and he's like, "Well, where's the microwave going in the kitchen?" and we're like, "We're not getting a microwave, dude." <laughs> That's he's, awesome. He said, "What are you talking about? You're not getting a microwave?" It's actually turning this whole conversation. Said, "What are you talking about? You're not getting a microwave?" He said, "How are you going to heat up your food and cook your food?" I said, "We're going to get a toaster oven and we got this beautiful stove that you guys are putting in for us. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be great." <laughs> and he could not wrap his head around this concept of no microwave. I said, "Dude, you're a contractor. Like, let's just, you know, you know your stuff i know my stuff let's just end it at that i love it
1: that's awesome so so we don't even know
0: one so i always tell people um i got this from somebody else so i don't take credit for this quote but i always tell somebody if you don't if you have a microwave give it to somebody you don't like (laughs) because
1: (laughs) it is it would be the
0: best decision that you could ever make give it to somebody you don't like because those things are just absolutely horrible
1: that's hilarious man
0: So I love those tips and I and I like what you were saying about resistance training. I think that there's certain bodyweight exercises that you know like with squats you can definitely plateau a lot quicker than you can with like dips or pull-ups and push uh, or chin-ups because I feel like the dips yeah. and the pull-ups and the chin-ups are two or three uh bodyweight exercises that people struggle with so much and it's just pulling yourself up or pushing yourself up but you know a lot of people think that push-ups are the equivalent to
1: yeah
0: chin-ups and they're not it's dips right? Because you're completely suspended in the air and it's all you, you're not connected yeah. to the ground at all. So I love that, you know, um, and just like a simple tip of learn how to cook. And like you said, if it came out of a box or a package, don't eat it. I love yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. So where can, um, so we are, we, we did mention, uh, dot I'm sure a lot of people could find out a lot about you there. You mentioned your podcast. What's that called?
1: It's called the Fit Dad Fitness Podcast. Okay, yeah, it's uh, pretty straightforward. <laughs> yep, and uh, you know, back to the website. One of the things that I'm doing, man, is you know, it's it's a side hustle for me, and you know, hustle in air quotes. Like, I I don't make a ton of money off of the work that I do with Fit Dad Fitness. To do a little bit here and there, the main thing, my my whole drive with this is to give guys the resources to to become fit dads and you know, to to snuff out excuses. So I've got free training guides on there. I'm in the process of creating another one right now that's going to be a a weight loss, you know, fat loss guide. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put it out there for free. Like I I am an online coach and I do have clients, but really I want to give guys the resources that they need to become fit dads. So uh, I feature, you know, I have the featured fit dad of the month, every month on the site. There's, uh, like I said, workout guides. There's the ebook that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I want to make it a resource for guys to not only have the the right knowledge, but snuff out their excuses too. So
0: awesome! I love that. Well, you definitely shared a lot that a lot of people can just start implementing today. You know, it's not yeah. Um, you know, uh, rocket science stuff where it's going to take a ramp up period and all this stuff, you know, I think what you did coming right back from your vacation and getting started, it's exactly what I did. Um, as soon as I saw that picture, you know, yeah. I didn't see the picture while I was away. You know, I saw it a little ways once we got it developed and we were trying to hang it up and figure out where it was going to go. I'm like, that picture is not going up. You're going <laughs> to give that to me. And that's going to be my motivation. That's going to be down in the basement. And uh, yeah, so I, I love that. So, Awesome. Uh, before you go, we end every show with some questions from our guest, uh, which yeah. are inspired by James Lipton and Bernard Pivot. So I have 10 questions for you. Ready?
1: All right, let's do it.
0: I already know the answer to this, but it's on the list. Who is your hero? <laughs> who is your hero?
1: Oh, man. Well, we definitely talked about my grandfathers, but uh, my uh I, I am a man of faith. I am a Christian. And. You know, I I would be remiss if I didn't first and foremost say Jesus Christ. And so um, he is my Lord and Savior, and uh, he is my hero. Now, on this earth, absolutely. It is uh, both of my grandfathers, and it it is my own dad. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Awesome. And you know what? I I actually thought of something. You just mentioned being a man of faith, and you had uh, given an example before about taking care of yourself and your cup overflowing. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always liked the idea or the saying of, or, or the thought of, when did Noah build the ark? And it was before the flood. Yep.
1: Before so the flood. So true, man. So true. <laughs> Not trying to
0: scrounge after the water's coming to do what he needed to do for his family and really, you know. Yep the animals right so it's before the flood so anyway so that's reminded me of that um, i like that question, <laughs> thank you question number two what excites you
1: oh man um life. and they don't have to be long
0: answers just <laughs> yeah just, you know so, something life. short life life what turns you off liars what is your favorite sound <laughs>
1: uh favorite sound My wife telling me that she loves me.
0: Nice. What is your least favorite sound?
1: The University of Kansas fight song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite quote or saying?
1: Grow your own tomatoes.
0: Nice. In one word, what should a dad be? Fit. No, let me take that back. Okay. Involved. Nice. In one word, what should a dad not be?
1: Um, I'll go with ambivalent.
0: It's a good word. If you could do any other profession in life, what would it be? If you could try any other profession in life, what would it be?
1: Hmm. Um, I've always wanted to be a coach. Um, so, you know, I'm a personal trainer right now. I don't really count that. I, I mean more of a sports coach. So, Uh, I graduated from college with a degree in mass communications and journalism, and actually was a sports writer for several years. And uh, it was always because I could not uh, play. (laughs) I was never big enough. (laughs) And so um, I would love to, to be a coach.
0: Awesome. And what would you like to be remembered for?
1: inspiring dads to live active, involved, healthy lives with their children. Um, that, that, that I provided an example that to dads everywhere that it can be done.
0: Very nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for coming onto the show. We, I really appreciate it. I know the people listening had to have gotten a lot out of this. Um, so again, I really wanted to thank you for coming on and, um, Yeah. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, Jim, just uh, thank you for the opportunity. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. So I appreciate you having me on,
0: man. Absolutely. Take care, Michael. Take care. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad.